Bienvenidos a la Daily Hustle. Soy Enrique Barres y presidente de su mejor cerveza. No abate por No Filter Network. Will the Thrill Clark, but he will be on with us tonight, 6 p.m. Deuces Wild. Miguelito Sandiaguito. I don't know where the fuck he is, but... Per usual, we come on here and we salute our boys properly. Yes, 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 yes. Woo. Remember this, folks, when we are juiceful, we are useful. And when we are juiceless, we are fucking useless. It's as simple as that. Look at this sweet Astros sweater right behind me. Picked that bad boy up in Houston when I was there. One of the most glorious things I've ever seen. As a matter of fact, I think you could wear that to a black tie event in an ugly sweater party all in the same night. It's just glorious. There's no other way to put it. A very pleasant good morning to you on the 28th day of November, 2020. Three, and let's not forget, we are brought to you by Bet Online. That's right, the holiday season is often rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting mid-season form. Bet Online is your number one destination for all of your sports wagering info. With up to the minute wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, Bet Online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And it's not just the big four. Bet Online has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played. From MMA to international soccer to youth baseball. Head to Bet Online today. Although I did throw in the youth baseball one. And remember to use our promo code BLEAV, B L E A V, all capitals for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. It's always a mouthful every morning. Mm. I like it though. I downloaded Bet Online and I just got to go across the border to the Nevada side to log in all my action. One of these days, California will wake up. All right. Also, don't forget about our partners at KT Tape. That's right in the upper right hand corner of your screen, I believe, or maybe it's left hand corner. I don't know. Who gives a shit? Anyway, you'll see the QR code up there. If you want some KT Tape, Hit the QR code and go wild, folks. It's pretty simple. You put the tape on, lifts the skin up, promotes blood flow to the area, decreases inflammation, and then, of course, in turn, should be able to alleviate any sort of pains that you're dealing with. KT tape, deflaming muscles and pain since its creation. And then lastly, to focus for the show, you guys know this. 
I got myself a little bird shot of greatness. Lemon, ginger, and then you add in the cannabis. And this makes up for one pure shot of life. Go to tryverge.com. Talk to our guy, Jory. <sighs> Tell him I sent you. And he will take care of all of your verge needs. Okay, the Daily Hustle this morning that went out to the thousands of people was similar to what I gave you guys yesterday with San Jose State. It's pretty cool. I did a couple different ones. I'll say I did a couple different ones. I wrote the Daily Hustle. I finished what I read you guys yesterday. But then I put up a video of Brent Brennan this morning. And the video was just so cool. And it basically was Brent after the Fresno State win. He was doing a post-game interview. All of his boys came up to him. And ah, they got the Valley Trophy. Really sweet. And so then as the one guy is like getting pulled away from the interview, he turns back to Brent Brennan, the head coach. And he's like, I love you, coach. I do. I love you. And then you can see Brent, he's all smiles. He's like, yeah, yeah, man. And then right after that, the guy who was doing the interview is like, hey, look, I'll let you go. I'll let you go party with the guys. And, you know, Brent's like, hey, thanks, man. And after that, the star running back was right there. And you see Brent light up again and goes out of his way, gives him a big hug, kind of like the I'm so proud of you father moment just super cool and go check that out on instagram it's one of the things where look we put a lot of shit up there and i like to think all of its quality some of it's a little over the top outrageous i'm getting buried by philly fans by the way for the comments about the eagles not being the best team at football despite being 10 and 1 now i could take this a step further from what I was talking about yesterday, I said they would not be favored. And sure as shit, they're not. They're actually three-point underdogs in Philadelphia. But the Fly Eagles Fly fans have come out in full force and have been burying me on the No Filter Network uh, comment section. Look, I don't give a fuck. I'm all good. I, 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 I can take it from every which direction. This is one man's observation. Now, they could go ahead and make the case because it was highlighted in the clip that Henry put together was that the big moment was a 59-yard field goal, and it was. That was the big moment. And I was saying that, look, if that's a big moment and that's your biggest moment, is that really the best team in football? Now, there were a couple other big moments and one of those being a third and 15 looked like a prayer thrown to the back of the end zone that found its way into the receiver's hands. Like, you know, all you got to do is watch him. Now, I'm not going to retract one fucking bit, but I will tell you this. It's really hard to win football games in the National Football League. And some teams have an uncanny ability to do it. 
and that is the Philadelphia Eagles. So you have to give them a lot of credit for knowing how to finish games. On the flip side, the San Diego, or formerly San Diego Chargers, now Los Angeles Chargers, are the opposite. They have a real tough time closing out a football game. So there is an art and there is a skill that goes with it. And just because you may be the best team in football, in my humble opinion, that's the San Francisco 49ers, it doesn't mean shit. It really doesn't. Each and every single weekend, when we go into a tournament with our Let Them Play 12U team, I'm convinced that we have the best team. But I tell the boys, I want you guys to know that, but I also want you to know that it doesn't mean shit. We have to go out there and play better than the other team. We need to do everything we do to focus on the details, win the base running game, pay attention to positioning, all the little details that have made us a good team. We have to continue to hammer home. We have to continue to execute because the minute complacency sets in and you get away from the process, you're fucked as a team. So really, this goes back to paying attention to the finer details. Well, if the Niners go into Philly this weekend, the Eagles are done. If they play their game. Now, if they don't, if they get rattled by the fans, if there's a turnover for whatever reason at any part of the game and they let them, you know, they let that affect them, they're going to make mistakes. It, it happens. But if Brock Purdy goes and does Brock Purdy, we're good. So, uh, Giuseppe Pepe Manuele, I'd love to answer your call right now. But apparently he does not watch the Daily Hustle. So, anyway, the articles I want to get to today, MLB is talking about expansion. This came out in the Sporting News Today, we've heard this for a long time. It says Major League Baseball has long been interested in expansion, bumping up from 30 to 32 franchises at some point in the future. The benefits are fairly obvious. Bringing the sport into new markets opens up new revenue streams, high new corporate partners, of course, and builds new fan bases that will spend new to the sport money, especially with Vegas and the A's going there. I mean, it's just... It doesn't stop. It, it, it really doesn't. Any talk of expansion has been paused for years. Though because of the headaches in the Oakland and Tampa Bay, where both franchises have struggled to get new stadiums uh, built, to be sure, Oakland's owner-driven issues are much different from Tampa's. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred has long said he wouldn't consider expansion until both were resolved. He was asked about expansion during the All-Star event. Rob Manfred says that quickly after the Tampa Bay and Oakland situations are resolved, they will put together an expansion committee to discuss increasing MLB teams from 30 to 32. Since that time, the Rays have finally have a stadium agreement in hand with St. Petersburg, and the owners just unanimously 
approved the A's requested move to Las Vegas. So, yes, things could get into motion soon. It feels like we're encouraged by it, says John Lohr, the managing partner of, of the National Stars, the group dedicated to bringing an expansion team to Nashville. I think it's time to grow the game. Hopefully those conversations accelerate. We're very encouraged. We think 2024 is a big year with the A's moving to Las Vegas. That takes one primary expansion site out of the mix, which is good news for the other cities that are interested. What would a new team cost? That's a small group of people who could afford the expansion fee. Back in 2021, Manfred said the expansion fee for each new franchise reportedly could be north of $2 billion. That's a hefty chunk of change for the 30 current owners to split. It's also a massive increase from previous expansion rounds. In 1993, the Rockies and Marlins paid $95 million. While in 1998, the Diamondbacks and Devil Rays paid $130 million. The huge jump is relative to the huge jump in franchise values. Here's what Manfred said in 2021. Quote, if in fact these assets are worth an average of $2.2 billion, I think that's kind of a lodestar in terms of where you would start in terms of evaluating expansion of opportunity. Expansion is not purely additive, right? From the perspective of the existing owners, there are huge shared revenue streams that are diluted. Makes a good point there. As a result of having 32 as opposed to 30 as your denominator. And if that was, in fact, the expansion number, and that has been taken into account as well. In an ideal timeline, Manfred would form an expansion committee in early 2024, choose two cities later in the year or early 2025 to aim to start play in 2028. Here are the five primary candidates for the two expected spots, along with a couple others on the fringes of the conversation. Number one, Charlotte. The Nielsen TV market rating, 21. Pretty much every time over the past few years that Manfred has talked about the possible candidates for MLB expansion, he specifically mentioned Charlotte. And it's pretty clear why MLB would love to be in the Carolinas geographically. The Southeast is a massive area of the country that represented by only one team, the Atlanta Braves. As someone who lived in Charlotte for 10 years, leaving a few years ago, I can personally attest to the rapid growth of the area, both in terms of corporate money flowing in and just overall population growth. Charlotte is only scratching the surface of what it could be as a true major sports market. It says, But quite honestly, any sort of MLB to Charlotte movement will be starting from scratch, putting any bid years behind other cities. That's a big deal. The AAA Knights play uptown, drawing well in a beautiful stadium with a stunning skyline. But that stadium was not built to be expanded. And with a capacity of just barely 10,000 fans, it's obviously too small. Uh, a few hours northeast, up Interstate 85, the Carolina Hurricanes owner Tom Dutton has expressed his interest in bringing a major league 
team to North Carolina, though his preference is where his team plays in Raleigh. That region, of course, is known as the research triangle with Durham and Chapel Hill. It's growing quickly too, just one spot behind Charlotte in the Nielsen TV market radiance. Okay. I see both. Been to Charlotte. Super cool. That's where Chris Snyder, Mark Reynolds. Godly, I feel like there's more. I know those two for sure moved out there. And that's where the SBA team is. So they have a really good youth baseball program, one of the tops in the country, uh, out of that Charlotte area. You definitely need a team in North Carolina. And whether you do it in Raleigh, uh, Durham area, or you end up doing it in Charlotte, I don't think it makes much of a difference. Just mention the fact that the Nielsen TV ratings are one spot from each other. But baseball in the Carolinas, yeah, why the fuck not? I'm all in. All right, number two here, Nashville. Nielsen TV market rating 26. No market has more organized, aggressive, and influential group than Nashville. Music City Baseball has specific plans, a team name, the Stars. The Stars? Seriously? Oh, I, I mean, look, can we pump the brakes on the name of the team right now? The Nashville Stars? We can't get more creative than that? Ah, I guess... Yeah, before we get going on team names and let's uh let's everyone chill out for a second. I I, I like Nashville. And I think Nashville's gonna be a great spot to host a major league baseball franchise. It's obviously shown that it can support the Tennessee Titans. My only concern would have been I feel like Nashville's not a very big city. And so are the people in the surrounding areas and the burbs going to come out to watch this Nashville Major League Baseball team play? Yeah. They sure as hell do it for the Titans. So if you're putting, what, 65, 70,000 in that stadium every Sunday, I bet you you could average 25, 30 a night for a big league team. That wouldn't shock me one bit. It's a gorgeous city. It is right there on the water. You've got the rivers flowing. You have the history of country music and just the music scene in general. You have the downtown area. I don't know if it's the main street. I said Broadway. It's a hip city. You got Vandy right there, which is just an incredible school with a great Baseball tradition. Yeah. I mean, everything Nashville. If you were to ask me, I'd probably put them at the top of the list. They average 7,736 per game, it says here, for the AAA Nashville Sounds. The Music City Group has partnered also with the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum out of Kansas City, and that's where the Stars name comes from. A nod to the Negro League team that once played in Nashville. Okay. All right, now I look like the asshole. I'm going to have to take back my stars comment. And because it's Nashville, the music industry plays 
a big role. Okay. Now I can dig it. Wasn't totally against it, but I was just thinking Nashville stars as in like a country music star or something. And that's it. But if this is a cool way to, or this is a cool way to have a little odor, you know, to the Negro leagues, I'm all in. I can work with that. Quote, I think it's part of the puzzle, right? It's a sports and entertainment. And then you add music and it's all sorts. Uh, and it's all sort of one package. Laura said the opportunity to connect baseball to a market like Nashville with the music industry is great. That would be really, really cool. It'll be good for the game. I think it'll increase the fan base. I think it'll drop the age of the demographic of people interested in the sport as well. All right. So the other day and I put this on IG, let's see if I have it here, but basically I ran across these AI photos of all these different ballparks. And the theme was to do it around colleges. And so the first one here, take a look, is Notre Dame, which is obviously sick. It's like it's in a cathedral. Uh, the next one here is Navy out on a ship. You have UNLV. Out there in the strip in Vegas, kind of giving us a little preview of what the A's might look like. Here's the Texas Longhorns. Uh, this is creepy. This is kind of like a merry-go-round gone wrong. That's LSU. I don't know what this looks like. This was University of Arizona, apparently. Looks more like a nuclear bomb went off. And uh, then the one that I really want to show you guys well, this is cool. This is the Oregon one. I mentioned the IG video that I did that you got to take a bong rip before you go up to bat. There was one more here. And it was the... Supposed to be Vandy, right? And that's it. How cool is that? With the guitars and everything else going. So when I think about having a big league baseball team in Nashville, that's what I would expect the stadium to look like okay the next one here portland yeah nielsen tv market ranking 23 like music city baseball in nashville the portland diamond project has been working for several years to be ready to present mlb with a complete expansion proposal there are only two primary sites for a potential ballpark and the group has been working with local politicians to prepare the proposal. This is from longtime local sports journalist John Casano in late June. And this is interesting. Quote, the entity behind the MLB to PDX effort is officially targeting two proposed stadium sites in Portland, Lloyd Center Mall and Red Tail Golf Course. Email exchanges between Portland City officials and the Portland Diamond Project Executives provide the framework. The sides are working toward a formal letter of intent that could give the MLB effort control of one or both properties. The Lloyd Center has long been rumored as a potential stadium site, but this is the first time the city-owned public golf course has been mentioned. I don't know about you, but I'm intrigued and cautiously delighted. The Portland Diamond Project has been eerily quiet. I feel the repeated questions in recent months about whether the MLB effort was stalled. 
I like Portland. I do. And I was just recently there. That's where the Bat Bros are uh, stationed. My guy, Will. And that's where I did the Bat Bros scene. was off in some suburb of Portland. Biscuit and I had a cool opportunity to do that. We did a thing at Portland State. Gorgeous. Gorgeous facility. I think that would be a pretty good idea to put a ballpark. I don't know how that could fit in within the confines of a big league stadium, if they could actually have the capacity to do that at or near that college. But I feel like there's some space around there. I mean, Portland is, believe it or not, despite the homelessness and the crime and some of the other bullshit politics that go on there. It's kind of a cool city. I could see it. Not at the top of my list, but I could see it. The next one here. You ready, Giuseppe Pepe Manuele? Montreal. No expansion candidate can match the level of sentimentality attached to Montreal. The Expos were iconic, and the combination of events that led to the ball club leaving were a damn baseball tragedy. The sport would be better with baseball back in Montreal and that great logo uniform back on the field, no doubt. The massively entertaining exhibition games played at Olympic Stadium, along with the whole split-season idea of sharing the Rays with Tampa, reignited the sense of Expo's nostalgia. But that plan was nixed by MLB. The reality of the situation, though, isn't as rosy as the nostalgia of the Expo's revival. Civic leaders have downplayed the idea of a public financing for a stadium, and there is no real sort of organization dedicated to bringing an expansion team to Montreal. It's basically a similar situation to Charlotte. MLB would just have to decide it's set on Montreal and figure out a way to make it happen. I mean, I would imagine this, that you have these groups that have come together that are basically saying, look, we'll come up with the two Bs. Now, I got to believe that if MLB decides that Montreal is a better fit than Portland, the people who are part of the Portland baseball project or whatever it is called, then would probably be interested in owning that same sort of franchise in a city like Montreal. Now, I'm sure there's all sorts of, you know, different whatever, but first and foremost, you need an investment group who could come up with two fucking billion dollars, man. It's not super easy to do, but these organizations that own sports teams are used to this shit. So they know how to do it. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see if you have one of these groups end up picking another city. All right, the next one here. Salt Lake City. The scenic city is a newcomer to the expansion discussion. The initial press release was sent out this April. But the group, Bigly Utah, has a couple things working in its favor, including massive shovel-ready ballpark entertainment district site, a potential ownership group with deep pockets, 
and a motivated group preparing a proposal. That's a solid place to start. Like Nashville, the market's a little smaller than others in the mix, but not significantly. The coalition is led by the Miller family, former owners of the Utah Jazz, and includes the support of state and local officials. That'd be a good one. I think that'd be awesome. I mean, obviously, they've been super supportive of the Jazz over the years. That Salt Lake community undoubtedly has always loved baseball. That bees have done decent. It's just, it's a cool city. I, I really enjoy going there. Uh, no word on whether or not they'll serve beer uh, on Sundays or at the ballpark. But you know those Mormons, man, they like their Coca-Cola. My mom was raised Mormon. Got my whole side of the family there. Good people. Really, really good people. And if you haven't seen the Book of Mormons, check it out. Funny shit. It is It is something special. But I think Salt Lake would be great. All right. Other cities in the expansion conversation. You ready for this? Mexico City. It offers a potential fan base that's unrivaled by any other expansion candidate with the estimate population of, holy shit, 22 million. It's one of the five largest metro areas in the world, but logistics would be much more complicated than the other three potential locations. For example, the only two teams that would have a flight under three hours are the Astros and the Rangers. Now, Mexico City's deep, man. I mean, it's way down there. The other thing about Mexico City, you remember this, when the Giants went down there to play this year, they had like 15 home runs. Like something is just fucking ridiculous. They play at like 8,000 feet. That's where the stadium is. All right, the next one, Vancouver. It's a city on the rise and would provide the Mariners with a natural rival. Would Seattle want another city so close? I mean, that's really close. Fair question, though. Portland is roughly the same distance. Huh, okay. Even though surveys show most people in British Columbia would welcome a team, there is no organized large-scale effort in terms of market size. You ready for the next one? Sacramento, along with Stockton and Modesto, is the largest market without an MLB team, checking in at 20, just ahead of Charlotte, but it's less than an hour and a half drive from San Francisco, which would not appeal to the Giants. Yeah, this would be an interesting one because I know that Sacramento could support a big league stadium and a big league team. They used to put 13,111 into Rayleigh Field every single night. It was incredible. Like, they were outdrawing the A's. Now, I don't know if the official statistics said it, but this is when the A's were good. In the early 2000s, I'd go and play in front of 7,000 people in Oakland, and then the next night I get sent down, and I'm playing in front of 13,111 in Sacramento. It's a great ballpark. I do know that they made that ballpark with the idea that they could expand. 
Now, they've already done a really good job with the parking lot and everything else. You obviously would have to put a whole nother, you know, upper tier to that stadium. But it's gorgeous. You got the bridge in the background. Just a awesome spot. I'd love to see Sacramento get a team. All right. The next one here. It says it's probably too soon, but Oakland. <laughs> really? Baseball fans deserve their own team. Never forget the biggest problem wasn't the fans or the city, but the owner who inherited the empire, the Gap brand, which was founded by his parents and wanted to be given the same type of gift by taxpayers. And then you have San Antonio, a city that's long been used as almost a pawn for owners that needed leverage. Like when the Marlins wanted a new ballpark, there's no organized effort. Hard to blame city leaders, even though it is a good market. Okay. You want to rank them? Yeah, let's do it. If I were to get to pick the top two, I'm Commissioner Manfred for a day. I'm another major league owner. I'm sure they're going to have to take this to a vote. The top two places right now that I would vote to put a brand new big league team and stadium in. Number one. Montreal. Bring back the Expos. Yes, yes, yes. Hold tight. Uh, I had it here somewhere. Yeah, whatever. I'm looking for my Expos jersey. I just had it like on the front. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah, the way that ended there and knowing Expo fans and I, I maybe have a soft spot for No Filter Network co-founder Giuseppe Pepe Manuele. I don't know why I have an infinity for the city of Montreal. I've never even been there. I've heard about the titty bars, though. And the loonies and toonies. I mean, they're just some iconic stories that have come from former big league players that used to uh, frequent the gentleman club establishments. But there's something about the red, white, and blue expo jerseys and uh, just something really cool about Montreal. And to bring a team and put a team back in that city. Canada's only got one team. That's tough. Give our little brother north of the border a chance to reestablish themselves as a good big league city. The other one that I would choose. Ah, wow. Fuck it, Sacramento. Yeah, I was going to say Nashville, 
But Sacramento deserves a big league team. This area undoubtedly would be able to handle it. I know they would pack the ballpark. It would be awesome. You have the ability to draw anywhere from Lake Tahoe to El Dorado Hills to Stockton. I mean, all over the place, right? Modesto. Tracy. It's just the Central Valley. As you go down that direction, everybody loves baseball. Everybody. It is really like the travel ball capital of California. I mean, that's why everyone ends up in Manteca every other weekend. It's just, it's the spot. So to bring big league baseball there, I know the fans would be there. I'm impartial to it, obviously. It's, look, this is where I am. Now, all that said, what do I think MLB's going to pick? And two easy ones? Nashville for sure. And I have a feeling Salt Lake might come to fruition. It's pretty easy travel for all the teams. You stick them out in the West. You have one in the West. You have one in the East. Nashville, I think, is too much, I don't say of the South. Like it's, but you have Nashville, you have the Braves, and all of a sudden, you know, what are you going to do to the Braves fan base? If you take a team and you put them in Charlotte, you put another team in Nashville, uh, there's no way the Braves would be okay with that. Now, one of the two would be okay. And then the other one you, you'd like to think would be out West. And that ultimately, very good chance, could be Salt Lake City. 10 a.m. is here. I do have to get going. We got the meeting with mom and dad water, by the way. And here it is. If you have not tried a dad water, they're fantastic. You got the Tom, the Steve, the Rodney, and the Gary. Uh, the Tom is just lime. It's like lime water. This is non-carbonated too. Lime water and tequila. The Steve is grapefruit and tequila. The Rodney is the blood orange and tequila. And don't forget about my favorite, the Gary. That is pineapple jalapeno and tequila. I'm going to be drinking uh, probably two and a half of these tonight on Deuces Wild with Will the Thrill. And then I'll finish another one and a half and probably end up with four tonight, which is the perfect buzz. Dadwater, hopefully our new sponsor for the program coming up shortly. I uh, talked about NFL one versus two. That is the Eagles versus the Niners. It says, welcome back to power rankings. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I talked about the power rankings yesterday. It went like one to 10, but you got one and two squaring off this week. And the Niners are three point favorites. So, Look out there. It's going to be a banger. It's 1.25 p.m. on Sunday. And then I can't, because we talked about all this, I 
can't leave today without mentioning that Oakland actually has a new baseball team set to relocate. And the name of the team, not the A's, but the B's. The Oakland Ballers. I actually like this. Oakland is getting a new minor league team. Uh, the Oakland Bees, the minor league Bees, will carry on the city's green and gold color scheme. Otherwise, they don't plan on being anything like the A's, whose heartbroken fans they hope to support through the team's painful departure for Vegas. The expansion independent club announced plans on Tuesday to begin play in the Pioneer League in May of 2024 with their first home games set for July at Laney College. That was one of the sites they were talking about for a new A stadium. The intent is to keep baseball alive in Oakland for years to come. Major League Baseball team owners unanimously approved the A's move to Las Vegas earlier this month. The A's will play at the Oakland Coliseum through the end of their lease next year and could be gone by 2025. The ballers expect to fill at least some of that void. Entrepreneurs and co-founders Brian Carmel and Paul Friedman are putting the team's hands in the former big league manager Don Wakamatsu, who has deep Northern California ties. Really? Don Wakamatsu involved in this. It's my former manager. Quote, the idea of actually starting an independent franchise in Oakland is really intriguing, said Wakamatsu, a native of nearby Hayward, who was hired earlier this fall as a B's executive vice president of baseball operations. It gives me an opportunity to kind of build something from the ground up. I have a real strong history in the Bay Area with players. Wakamatsu has already signed nine players with a roster of 35 to be constructed for the start of spring training in May. And Wakamatsu has a manager in place, San Francisco native and former player Micah Franklin, joined by retired left-hander Ray King as pitching coach. Remember Ray King? Wakamatsu himself played in the Pioneer League, heading from Arizona State directly to Billings, Montana. He became baseball's first Asian-American big league manager in 2008 and was most recently the Texas Rangers bench coach in 2021. Baseball in the East Bay means so much to Wakamatsu, who has spent the past few years focusing on his nonprofit educational organization that helps athletes give back their communities, that it didn't take a huge sell convincing him to commit. His first game as a fan was at the Oakland Coliseum in 1972. And it influenced his career path into baseball. Quote, I found it exciting to kind of thinking outside of the box and how can we do something in the city of Oakland? How can we build something, especially with the timing of the A's leaving? Carmel and Friedman were already discussing how they might help A's fans when they were struck by a spirited reverse boycott at the Coliseum in June that attracted a season best crowd of 27,759. That was amazing. In the moment of silence in the fifth inning, I had goosebumps, yada, yada, yada. So this is happening. The bees are coming to Oakland. I think that's, that's pretty sweet.
I will support the Bees. Now, where I think they could say really make their fucking mark, and this isn't a joke here, we got to get the Oakland Bees into the Banana Ball League. That's it. Could you imagine the flavor of the bees, the Oakland ballers doing all the banana ball tricks and everything else? You know what? I'll donate my time and services to come out and train these guys. You got the talent. I promise you that. Oakland, for the longest time, the East Bay is the hotbed for baseball. But if you could teach some of these guys who, like the banana players, may not have that big league talent for whatever reason, but they're so crazy skilled, I bet you the bees would be next level. All right, got to run. Everyone have a fantastic day. Back at you tomorrow with the Daily Hustle. If you're listening on Apple, Spotify, Caffeine TV, Fubo, anywhere else, if you can leave a review, if there is a place to leave a review, I would greatly appreciate it. We got to play the game. I get it. I kind of pain in the ass sometimes for the review and the ratings and leaving the five stars, but it fucking matters. So uh, if you could do that on the daily hustle pod, you do that on the deuces wild, wherever you're listening to this does not matter to us, but it really helps with the rankings and everything else. And that's all. Everyone have a great day. Oh, and uh, I'm from the chat perspective, by the way, Jason, what up? John Davis, Les. Buenos dias to you, John Emanuel, Ramos Henderson. We are international once again, motherfuckers. See you guys tonight. Deuces Wild, 6 p.m. Pacific time, live with Will the Thrill Club.